Hi, I'm Randy Weddle. I'm your host for Creation Anew. I pastor two churches in Indiana, Community Church of Mooresville, located in Mooresville, Indiana, and I also pastor Mount Pleasant Christian Church, located in the great town of Hall, Indiana. And this podcast is designed to challenge both believers in Jesus Christ and those who don't believe. I want to challenge believers to grow in their faith. And I want to challenge non-believers to take a serious look at the Bible. Are you ready? Let's get started. Well, hello again, everybody. Randy Weddle here with Creation Anew. I'm so glad that you're with me today. What in the world are we going to talk about? Well, uh, I want to talk about something um, that I think is very, very relevant, and that is being light in a dark world. And it seems to me that um, darkness is still alive and well in our world today. And we can say things like, well, you know, today is, um, some people will say today is, oh, things are worse than they were, you know, back, back years ago. And I'm not so sure that's true. Um, Maybe it is. Uh, some people will say, well, things are getting better than what they were. And I'm not so sure that's true. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a little more confident that that, <laughs> that latter one is not true. But we can say this, that we still see a lot of darkness. And it, it does seem to me that darkness is on the march. And that it is, uh, it's more bold than what it may have been at other times in history. But that doesn't mean that this is the darkest time in the world either. I I don't see that. But it is a dark time. And there is something that we can take from this. And that is that how can we counteract a dark world? Well, we can counteract a dark world by being light in that world. So that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about some, um, I want to take some, some time to talk about, not just today, but um, in, in other episodes, some time to talk about um, what it means to be a light in the dark world. And uh, I think this will be very, very helpful for many people. And the first thing that I want to bring up, and really the book that I want to look at here, is the book of Ruth. And I want to read something um, from, from the book of Ruth. And it comes from Ruth, chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. Ruth, chapter 1, verses 16 And 17 says this, But Ruth said, Do not urge me to leave you or to turn back from following you. For where you go, I will go, and where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. Thus may the Lord do to me, and worse, if anything but death parts you and me. Now, let's talk a little bit about Ruth here, because those words come from, um, from Ruth, 
okay, a woman by the name of Ruth, and Ruth was a Moabite. She married a Hebrew man. And then after about 10 years of marriage, Ruth's husband dies. Now, Ruth's mother-in-law, Naomi, gave Ruth the chance to remain in her homeland. But what we see here is Ruth's response to Naomi when Naomi says, look, yeah, you stay here, make a life for yourself. I'm going to go back to Israel. Ruth chooses to journey back to Judah with her mother-in-law, which is very significant. In making this choice, Ruth chooses to leave her culture, her people, and her false gods. In fact, what Ruth does here is she is severing off her old ways and choosing specifically the God of Abraham. And we see that in here. Now, Ruth is, is attaching herself to, to Naomi. And by the way, there really was no security in that. What Naomi was telling Ruth was, hey, you know, you need to go go find a, hus a husband. Stay here, you know, make a life, such and such. And Ruth chose the more risky option because if you were a widow, and by the way, Ruth's mother-in-law, Naomi, was also a widow at this time. So Ruth wasn't like jumping to some kind of, you know, secure life preserver here by, by staying with Naomi. What she was doing is she was making a conscious choice. She, by her own volition, was saying, I want your ways. I want your God. And in that, we see where Ruth starts at least right here. Now, this may have been going on beforehand, but at least right here, we see Ruth confirming that she wants to be a light in a dark world. Now, Ruth takes place in the time of Judges. And if you know anything about Judges, um, you're going to know that it was a dark time in, in Israel's history. People did whatever they wanted to, and there was a lot of lawlessness, a lot of evil going on. And what we're going to see is Ruth becomes just like a blazing torch in the darkness. And if you don't think that there are any biblical heroes and brave people who are, who are female in the Bible, um, you need to read the book of Ruth because it will turn that kind of thinking around. So Ruth chooses the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob here. And I, I, I don't know if Ruth's husband was a major influence, but something changed her. And I mean, obviously God called her to follow him. And Ruth makes this choice, and her heart is given over to the true God. 
Now, this, this Moabite woman chooses God, I think, because he called her. We see this in John 6, 65, this idea of being called. That, that God will say, I want you, and someone responds in faith. And they can be used of God, and Ruth certainly was used of God. And what God does is he makes Ruth into a light that pierces into the darkest time of, of Israel. This is a woman who makes a, a really significant impact today. Now, we, we live in an evil generation today. We live in a time when darkness is, is being celebrated. Let me give you some examples. Black Lives Matter is an evil organization that has roots that are entangled with Marxism. It has roots that are entangled with trying to destroy society to try to create chaos, to um, undermine the family unit. And those are things that are evil. And you may say, well, maybe those things aren't so bad, and, and uh, you know, maybe we should oppose those things. Okay, you try to live in a society without a cohesive family unit and a society of Marxism. You look at the history of Marxism and tell me anything that's good about it. You tell me a society of anarchy and chaos and how good that really is. You're going to find, if you take an honest look, you're going to find that, that, um, that that's a bad society. It's an evil society. So we have BLM that has raised its ugly head. And we also have a rise of transgenderism, of um, homosexual activity. We have a rise in, um, in deceit. We have politicians that will deceive us. We have a rise in corruption. And I don't just mean in Washington. We have corruption everywhere. Corruption is in the church. Um, corruption is all over the place. So we live in a society that celebrates evil. And we need to be light in the darkness. We live in a time of chaos in many ways, a time of confusion. And what I want to suggest to you is that there is only one way to light up a dark room. And that is with an actual light. And there's only one light that can shine from the human heart. And that is the light of Jesus Christ. And that's what goes on in the life of Ruth. She's a woman of t integrity. She's a woman of faithfulness. She's a woman of character. And we need people like that. And the only way you're going to get things like that is, is with a with a relationship with Jesus Christ. 
Now a couple of things here that I want to point out. Number one, do you want to be a light in the darkness? Well, I'm going to suggest to you the only way that you can do that is by you, yourself, trusting in Jesus Christ as your Savior. In other words, you depend upon what Christ did for you to make you righteous rather than what you can do. You see, we have a, a, a type of righteousness that we think is good and we will try to put it out there and it really isn't that good. But if we get connected with the righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ, we can be light in the darkness. Now the second thing here is if we are believers, if we have believed in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of our sins, then we should start looking at the unsaved and seeing what potential can be in the unsaved. Now this is what I mean by this. There is still God working in the hearts of unsaved people to call them to himself. And when we are dealing with or working with the unsaved, the church should start looking at the unsaved as potential saved people, meaning what could happen in their life if God would just get a hold of them, if they would just turn their lives over to Christ and start praying in that way, start, start treating people with the value that they deserve. And, and I, you know, I'm just going to say this. There are people that, are, that can be called out of evil movements, out of an evil lifestyle, and they can change and they can be used of God. And we cannot discount that as the church. We still need to have our hope in the work of the Holy Spirit to change unsaved lives, to call people to God. We need to believe that God still calls people. Now, Ruth was a Moabite. She wasn't, you know, a Jew. But she claimed and clung on to the God of the Jews. And she became a righteous woman. And we need to pray for the people that may be conducting evil things in our world. That they would see the light. And that they would also be lights in the darkness. So we're going to talk a little bit more about um, Ruth and the impact that she had. And uh, hopefully this will be um, some podcast episodes that will be very, very encouraging to you. Let me tell you just a little bit about two churches that I pastor. I pastor um, Mount Pleasant Christian Church that is located at 5830 West Hurt, H-U-R-T Road, Monrovia, Indiana, 46157. And this is a church that is an independent Christian church, meaning that we are not part of any denomination. We are an independent church. Been around uh, since the 1800s, a long time. And we are a group of people that love to get together, and we are learning about Scripture. We want to proclaim what Scripture says. 
and we want to love our neighbor as ourselves. And we have service times that start at 10 o'clock in the morning. And let me invite you, if you do not have a home church, I would suggest you come over and try. Maybe you live in Cloverdale or Monrovia or Martinsville or um, Eminence or Greencastle, Indiana. Uh, if you live in those areas, Mooresville, Indiana, um, you're welcome to come and try Mount Pleasant Christian Church. Now there's another church that I pastor and that is called Community Church of Mooresville. It's located at 61 West Harrison Street, Mooresville, Indiana 46158. And uh, the service times there start at 11.15 in the morning and you're going to find people that will love you and also people that want to follow Jesus Christ. They want to search out the scriptures and know Christ. And you're welcome to come to that church if you don't have a home church. Now, those are two churches that I pastor. And uh, if, uh, if you, like I said, don't have a home church, you're welcome to come. And if you live in places like Greenwood or Martinsville or Monrovia or uh, Plainfield, Indianapolis, um, Avon, Indiana, then we would invite you to check out Community Church of Mooresville or Mount Pleasant Christian Church. Now, let me just say this, guys, that I'm so glad that you stay with me on these podcasts, and I'm so glad that uh, you support, and uh, you can support us in a couple of ways. Number one, I would encourage you to pray for us. Pray for me. Pray that I will stay on the track of Scripture, that, that I will only give what Scripture says and not go beyond what Scripture says. I want this podcast to be challenging and to be encouraging for people, and I hope that it continues to be. And you can also, besides praying, you can um, tell others about this podcast. And tell unsaved friends, tell saved friends. And uh, I hope, again, that it's challenging and encouraging for them. You can tell others about this podcast. You, subs- you can subscribe to the podcast. And the third way that you can support this podcast is you can go to anchor.fm backslash creation dash anew. That's anchor.fm backslash creation dash anew. And you can actually support this ministry monetarily. Now let me set some ground rules here. Um, if you want to give money to this ministry, that's fine. I would appreciate that. That's fine. But please don't give unless you're taking care of your family and you're taking care of your home church. So if you're listening to me and you have a home church that's teaching scripture, you support that church. You make sure that your pastor is okay. You make sure your church is okay. And you make sure that food is on the table for your family and that your bills are being paid. If those things are happening and you want to give to this ministry, by all means, uh, we thank you for that. Well, guys, that's all I have for today. Um, I hope to see you again next time. And until next time, bye-bye.